Okay. <coughs> Hopefully we're back on. Okay. So anyway, uh, so we know that there's more than one baptism, in other words, but he's talking about our first calling that God gives us and he puts us in the body of Christ by that one baptism. And there's only one body, but we know that it's made of several members, as Paul said, you know, but we are still part of that one body. And the church is called to be the body of Christ. <coughs> and so anyway, uh, we're talking about unity in those verses. All right, going on, we come to of ministering to the body in 7 through 12. Let's see, Larry? 7 through 12. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, verse 7 through 12. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. All right. What version are you reading there? No, what is the standard version of the English. Fire Bible? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fire Bible, I like that. So he's talking about Jesus uh, equipping the church with these gifts that he left. <coughs> In Psalms 68 and verse 18, David writes and says, Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, Thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord might dwell among them. So Paul is referring in a way to that psalm when he talks about leading captivity captive. Before Jesus died on the cross, the uh, believers those that were under covenant of the Old Testament, they could not go to heaven. They went to a place in the lower parts of the earth called paradise. And uh, I'm sure you've seen the charts about how paradise was one section and hell was another. <coughs> 
Both were prisons, really. And um, they couldn't go to heaven because the sin debt had not been paid. And so they were held captive in the lower parts of the earth. And we know the story of that Jesus told of the rich man who was in hell, I think I've got those backwards, looked over and saw Lazarus in paradise, and he asked Abraham, because Abraham and all the saints, you know, are there in paradise, he asked Abraham, it's referred to as Abraham's bosom, as a matter of fact, uh, because they're all part of the faith that Abraham had, and uh, so anyway, the rich man was in hell, and he looked over and saw Lazarus, and he said, please send Lazarus with some water, because I'm, I'm tormented in these flames. And so that really lets us know that hell is, is no parting place at all, that uh, some would say, well, I might as well go to hell, all my friends are there. No, they don't want you there. Because he didn't even want his brothers there. He asked, he asked Abraham, well, if Lazarus can come to him, send Lazarus to his brothers and warn them not to come to this place. And uh, so anyway, we see there was a dialogue between paradise and hell at one time where they could see each other. But when Christ went into paradise, he told the thief, today you'll be with me in paradise. When he went down to paradise, he preached to those that were in captive there and said, I've come to set you free. And so they went out singing, he set me free. Yes, he set me free. Because he did. He set them free. I know you know that song. Uh, but anyway... When, when that happened, when that happened, Jesus then moved paradise to heaven. And so now, thanks to the cross, we can, our loved ones, when they die, they can go to paradise, but paradise is in heaven now. Because Paul said, I was caught up into the third heaven, which is paradise, because God moved that out, and but hell is still down in the, in the lower parts of the earth. Peter talks about this in 1 Peter, the uh, third chapter, in verses uh, 19 and 20. And, of course, he's referring to Christ there in the 18th verse. So he said, by which also... He went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Their body wasn't there. Their spirits were there. And because uh, that's what death means, separation. And separation of the body and spirit happens at death. And so um, before Jesus died on the cross, they were down there in paradise. So it says that he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when once the 
long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Referring, of course, to Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives, which were made eight. And uh, so he preached unto those that may have not heard anything about him and were there in the, in a prison of, of paradise. And so he preached unto them that uh, they needed to accept him, of course. And when they accepted him, then they could go. Uh, it may be referring to the children that were in the flood, you know, of Noah because they're innocent, so they, they wouldn't go to hell. And <coughs> anyway, both Peter and Paul talks about Jesus descending down into paradise and preaching to them. I lost my Ephesians. What happened? There it is. So uh, another interpretation is the fact that he descended from heaven when he came to earth, and that was uh, quite a dissension. Also, or a, a, a dissension is that what I wanted? Yeah, uh, yeah, descended first into the lower parts of the earth. But I believe it's uh, not necessarily referring to that, but we do know that was quite a uh, trip that Jesus made from heaven to earth and how that he uh, left the glories of heaven to come to this earth and be born in a, in a stable there with uh, Mary as his mom, and uh, she's the mother of Jesus, but not the mother of God. Uh, she is not the mother of God, but uh, she is the mother of Jesus, and she should be honored for that uh, position. He said, blessed are ye among women, and so she is blessed, but she's not to be worshiped. Um, so anyway, uh, that could be referring also concerning him uh, descending. And then we, we read in uh, Psalms there, the 68th chapter, it's kind of a law of double references, they call it in Bible school, where, where it refers to one thing that is happening then, but also ultimately will happen later. And so there's a law of double reference, sometimes even laws of triple reference. But uh, so David himself, you know, went out and he conquered and uh, won many wars. And so when he came back, he gave spoils from the war onto the people, as our pastor was preaching on recently, that, that he didn't take the spoils for himself, he gave them to the people. And uh, so uh, he did uh, set uh, 
captivity captive and gave gifts. And so Jesus, our conqueror, he defeated the enemy. And uh, so uh, as he is ascending, he gives gifts. And the gifts he gives includes apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Um, these were gifts for the church to have some leadership in the church. And uh, so uh, he didn't say all apostles, but he said some would be apostles and some will be prophets and some will be evangelists and some will be pastors and teachers. He didn't say some will be pastors and some will be teachers. Uh, so some believe that they're the same, pastor and teacher, because a, a pastor has to teach, but also a teacher is a pastor. In a way, you all are part of my flock that I help feed you on teaching. And uh, so a teacher pastors and a pastor teaches. So it could be just one office. But I, I like the fact of thinking of it like a hand, you know, five-fold ministry, because yeah. that lists each one separately. And uh, I meant to bring a glove, but I didn't bring a glove. But anyway, uh, a glove, you know, has five fingers, and uh, the glove is not active or can do anything except the hand goes in that glove. And so each of these ministries are like the glove, but it takes the hand of the Lord in them to uh, function properly. That would have been a good illustration. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I was looking at my hand, and it, none of my fingers are the same. Well, that's no. good, too. No, that's, that's I mean, so it's... Oh. Each, each of the ministries that each of the gifts that God gives us are different they because are. we're none of us are the same. That's good. I like that. Anybody else have a comment or question? I got to be sure to get you on the mic or it'll be dead. <laughs> so anyway, um, so why did he give the gifts? It goes on to say. It's for the perfecting, and that word perfecting in the King James really means equipping. For the equipping, and I think that's what he read there in his version, uh, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so uh, God didn't expect these uh, offices to do all the work. He expects the body of Christ to learn how to get out there and win souls also and be a witness for him. And so they're, they are there to equip us for ministry. All right. Um, and that is so that we can, again, come more in unity, to come in the unity of the faith, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. 
I didn't read that. I mean, you're not supposed to hear that yet. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll let uh, Kay read for us there. 13, no, yeah, 13 through 16. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So they don't finish the chapter this lesson. I say we take it up next week on the 17th verse. But he talks about children there, if you notice, that we henceforth be no more children. We, when we come to Christ, when he saves us, it's called being born again. And when you have a birth, you're going to have a baby. And so those that are converted and come to Christ, they're babes in Christ. And so they need to grow. And uh, the way they grow, of course, is through the word and through prayer and attending church and, and uh, having someone to kind of help men mentor them maybe and uh, help them in their growth. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. The growth is a process, and so he said that we'll need to uh, grow and uh, not be uh, carried about with every wind of doctrine. In other words, we'll be established where we're we're not uh, deceived by every doctrine that comes along, but we need to speak truth in love everything needs to be done in love and may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ and then he talks about the body of Christ and how that uh, we are all fitly joined together in the body of Christ and according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And of course that word edifying has to do with building up. And so he said that these gifts that God has given is for the equipping of the saints and also build up the saints in following the Lord and uh, helping them to grow. And so he has given us these uh, ministries to help us in our spiritual growth. Young children are unable to tell a difference between real and make-believe. 
They quickly believe people who seem knowledgeable and often willingly follow them. This blind faith can result in a spiritual disaster. So the way to ensure the safety of Christians is to nurture them while they are young in the faith and help them to become strong spiritual adults so they can recognize false teaching and reject it. Because there's a lot of false teaching out there. And so we need to compare what we hear with the Word of God. We need to be like the Bereans, you know. They checked out the Scripture as Paul was talking to them. And uh, so he commended them for that. That just because Paul said something didn't mean that that's God's Word unless it goes along with the Word of God. In the same way, we have to be careful not to just follow a, a charismatic person or someone that, that uh, has a, a magnetic personality or something, but listen to what he says and compare it with the word. Any type of manipulation or false teaching Christian leaders must not engage in such things, but they're to speak in a straightforward manner, always telling the truth about Scripture. Sometimes the truth is difficult because it will require discipline for individuals who have sinned. Christian leaders must be willing to challenge those that they lead to grow spiritually. I know in our day and age, we have this... Uh, um, hyper grace teaching or something, you know, that says it doesn't matter if you go out and sin, it's covered, you know. And so Paul was very against such things. He said, shall we sin that grace may abound? God forbid, he said. Absolutely not, in other words. And so we have to be careful about listening to these uh, preachers and teachers saying, it's all right to go out and sin. It's already covered with the blood of Christ. In a way, they're true. You know, they speak a half-truth half that no matter what you sinned, the Lord will forgive you if you confess it. And that's what uh, John wrote. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we should seek to walk in a way of holiness because without holiness no man will see the Lord and there again it's it goes back to what Jesus said in uh, when he called disciples he said if anyone will come after me let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me I heard a good sermon on that on the on Jimmy Swigert's channel the other night with this uh Brother Larson, and he was talking about how that anytime we try to exalt self, we're, we're falling in the devil's purpose and not ours and, and not God's. So, so he said, first of all, you need to be able to deny yourself and take up your cross and realize that there may be a price to pay. Like I said, today is, is national... Um, persecuted church day and throughout the world 
there we're having people that have, are being persecuted, tortured, and and are having to give their lives for the Lord. And uh, so if if they were selfish, they wouldn't do it, you know. But so Jesus said we need to get rid of that self-exaltation or or thinking of ourself all the time. And uh, he said even preachers and teachers could could get into that self-promotion uh, if they're not careful, you know, and thinking, look, look what a great man of God I am and so forth. Uh, that's dangerous because we know that that stems from pride and and the Lord resists the proud but gives grace unto the humble. That's why he said at the beginning of the chapter we need to walk in lowliness and humility with one another. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you that you do want us to grow in you and and we we never stop growing. And we thank you, Lord, that we can always draw closer to you and help us in getting our mind off of self and promoting self in any way, but to promote you, Lord. And we thank you that, that it is you that we are to present to the world. And as someone told one of your disciples, we want to see Jesus. And that's what the world wants to do, is see Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to present Jesus to the world and be with the service to follow. We thank you for our veterans and and we thank you for those that have and are serving you, Lord, in the military. And we pray that you'll encourage them to keep true to you and to not let the military cause them to be hard-hearted, but to always be tender-hearted forgiving one another as you have forgiven us. And we praise you for it. Bless the class now as we go through the week and help us in taking every opportunity and presenting you to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. It's good to see a good number of people back. <laughs>